At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Yo, what up, folks? Welcome in. It is Live Bet Saturday. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel, and uh, Danny Burke not here today. Now we get a new face far, far away, even farther away than Danny Burke. Will Hill, decent contributor, is with us here today for the three hours, and what a three hours we will have. Eric Haslam is going to be with us coming up at the very bottom of this hour, discuss a little bit of the college basketball card we'll have later tonight. We got a pretty good one throughout the entire day. And then Maddie Fresh, XFL betting analyst and host of Spring Ball Boulevard, is going to be with us in the second hour. Get a little bit of his thoughts on week one of the XFL and what we're going to see from a betting perspective. And Justin Perry, uh, betting lead over at Shot Quality, is going to be with us in the final hour. Get his thoughts on a big college hoops card and a little bit more. But Will, what's up, buddy? How's it going? JVT, looks like you drew the uh, the short straw today. You got me for three hours, so we'll uh, we'll try to find some winners. A lot of college basketball. It's uh, man, I don't know if they they've added teams to Division One. I. I think they have, but you go through these Saturday cards, and it's just it's always been the case where the the sheet is like a mile long, but it's even more the case now. I think we got like 147 games today. It's it's really uh, it's a lot to go through. As long as you don't drop any expletives in three consecutive fashion, you know, like, like, well, I think we'll be good. I think we'll be good. What's funny is I did it too, but you rounded up to three because three sounds so much funnier than two, which I appreciated. So uh, we're, we're, th- oh, we're at 12.01 Eastern time and I haven't done anything yet. So yeah. we're in good shape so far, but who so knows? we do day. have uh we do have a lot of morning games that are about to get set right now in college hoops. So we'll set the scene in terms of some of these closing lines and get your thoughts on any of these. If you have anything, uh, I will say I'll pull a Tim Murray. If you guys could, would you mind uh, flip-flopping the uh, the Virginia and Indiana contest so I get a better uh, bird's-eye view? And I'll start there. Indiana, 
is going to be taking on Illinois, Will. So I want to get your thoughts. This actually closed seven at one spot here uh, for the Indiana Hoosiers who are laying this against Illinois. I'm actually in. I took a bad number. I uh, took six with Illinois. Uh, I just but Look, there's a couple of things that play into this for me. One, I think it's a little bit of a market overreaction, uh, right, buying into the Hoosiers. I also think when you look at uh, Illinois, maybe a little bit better health this time around than opposed to the last time in which these two teams faced um, one another. There's a flu bug apparently going through the locker room the first time the Illini went and played uh, Indiana and hosted them. So I think that kind of helps out uh, from a results standpoint. But I kind of like to find these buy low opportunities when it comes to some of these squads in college basketball. I thought this was a pretty good one. So like I said, took six, close uh, six and a half, vast majority of spots in one spot, even close seven. Yeah, I played Indiana. I'm in that circuit contest. I played Indiana on the opener. I think I laid four and a half. Yeah. Uh, but I'm with you. Where I, I'm like at seven, it would probably be Illinois or past. This number has just gotten out of control. I know Shannon is out. It looks like for Illinois, uh, Indiana's in a nice bounce back spot. Tough loss to Northwestern. I mean, these Big Ten teams, home court rules the day, and yeah. really in all college basketball, especially in Big Ten. So you figure Indiana bounces back, wins the game. This is a good spot for them. But seven is just you, you miss the best number if you're betting the Hoosiers. Yep. A real quick roll through to Notre Dame on the road against Virginia. This thing's going to close about 13, some spots as low as 12.5 in favor of the Cavs. Total 129.5. We actually haven't seen Notre Dame for a while. Last time we saw them, they were fighting a tooth and nail with Duke. Duke almost blew that game earlier in the week, so the Fighting Irish coming off of a good performance. And speaking of tooth and nail, is there something worse when you're talking about Virginia scrapping with Louisville? Uh, earlier in the week, too. So we saw that. This one down to 13. That's where it's going to close as that one is currently underway right now. The other big game that we'll discuss really quickly, at least in terms of a closing line, uh, Rutgers on the road against Wisconsin. Wisconsin up 3 nothing early, 8-15, 18, uh, 52 left to go in the first. This closes pick or Rutgers minus one with a total of 124. I'll just ask you this, Will, because you said it, uh, especially in Big Ten play, uh, home court is a very, very strong thing. College basketball is pretty strong overall. I was generally surprised to see Rutgers close as a road favorite here against Wisconsin. Me too. I took a bad number. I took Wisconsin in the contest. I laid a point and a half. Of course, you know, if I was betting it, which I did, I'm just, I'm very rarely going to lay a point and a half. I'll just take the money line to cover myself yeah. for the most part. But yeah, again, Rutgers uh, away from home is a different team. Uh, Wisconsin, you know, they, they don't turn the ball over. Rutgers kind of relies on turning you over. They're not a great shooting team. Wisconsin does some great, some really good things protecting the rim. Uh, so to me, it's a pretty good matchup for Wisconsin. I don't like this narrative of, hey, take these bubble teams at home because there's a reason these teams are on the bubble. They're on the bubble because they're not very right. good. But, hey, they're, uh, th this is a, a big game for Wisconsin. They're you know one of the last four teams in, depending on where you look. So this could be a, a sort of a signature win to, to push them over the top. I know we still got a few weeks to go, but you're home. It's a big game. Uh, to me, I'll, I'll take the Badgers. I think it's a good matchup for them. And, you know, it's funny. Home court matters so much. Sometimes I go on these shows and do these hits, and it's like a 10-minute segment. And it's like my analysis is what? It, it, one team is home, one team's on the road. These teams are so even that home court, you know, yep. you get the extra whistle, you get the call. It's just that difference. It's it's sort of the tiebreaker in these games. How much is home court worth? That thing? How, like, how much does it vary from, from team to team for you? <sighs> Boy, it, it for, for a team like Rutgers, it matters a lot. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, a lot. Like, it makes all the difference in the world. Some of these teams, I just, I won't back them on the road and, and I, I won't, you know, I won't fade them at home. Like Rutgers, I, I'm afraid to fade them at home. Of course, there's always exceptions. And when they're laying 14 to Nebraska the other day, I mean, that's just, that's an out of control number. But in these low spreads, I just, I try to look at home team or pass. I've gotten to burn too many team uh, times laying like a point or two uh, on the road with, with these short numbers, Indiana the other night against Northwestern to me with these short numbers, it, it's really, it, it's, so impactful home court. Some of these home courts worth, you know, four and a half plus points.
So on that note, this is what I wanted to get into with you, and uh, I should also tell our audience the, the other notable game, and it's in the Big East that's about to start right now. Seton Hall is going to close as about a 10.5-point underdog on the road against UConn. That total is going to be in the range of 133.5 to 132.5, but predominant number there on the total is going to be 133.5, so we'll keep an eye on that as uh, UConn, as we know, hot start to the season, kind of tumbled down and has been uh, holding on to a top 25 ranking ever so slightly. Um, but I wanted to bring that up because I was actually having a conversation about this just the last couple of days when I was filling in on Final Countdown when it comes to not only just spots at home, revenge spots as well. And I wanted to tie it into one of the bigger games we're going to see later today, and I know that you have a play on here. So let's go to Kentucky and Tennessee as we're looking at what the day is going to be here in college basketball. I'm really fascinated for this for multiple reasons. One, obviously the angle of Tennessee getting some revenge against Kentucky. It seemed that Kentucky was probably at the bottom of the schedule for themselves, at least in terms of narrative, right? I think they were coming off the loss to South Carolina when they played Tennessee the first time around. They go and they get the win on the road as 10-point underdogs. And so that's my question to you. They were catching 10, 10 and a half. In that matchup, we watched a lot of that here on Live Bet Saturday because that was a morning game and uh, I had some money on it. We were tracking it throughout the entire time. It wasn't a beautiful win for Kentucky, but they got it. But this swing will from catching 10 on the road to barely one and a half. And in some spots, we're approaching pick. Like, walk us through this because I know you're on Kentucky. This seems like quite the adjustment. Yeah, probably. Look, that that was probably an over, uh, you know, the bottom of, like you said, the bottom of the market for Kentucky, they shouldn't have been getting, I think it might've closed 12 in some spots. I heard yeah. that. I don't remember. Cause I, I remember I had Kentucky that day. It was, I believe the first Saturday of wildcard weekend about five or six weeks ago. So that it probably shouldn't have been that high. Maybe it shouldn't be this low, but to me, I'm on Kentucky. I just don't like this Tennessee offense at all. I don't like them on the road. Uh, Kentucky sort of controlled the offensive glass in their last meeting. So I think that's something that can carry over again. You got a bubble team in Kentucky, which is weird to say Kentucky on the bubble. Uh, at home here against the Tennessee team. You could say, hey, they're looking for revenge. It's a good spot for Tennessee, but they're also off of a huge victory against Alabama, number one team in the country. So I don't know if it's ever a letdown spot when you go to Kentucky, but to me, Kentucky is a a pretty good matchup here versus a Tennessee offense that I just think is is very mediocre. Well, and the thing that bothers me with Tennessee – and it, it plays out in their numbers. I think they're last in free throw rate on offense in SEC play, and like they're in like the mid 200s. I think maybe even worse. Oh no, they're a little bit higher than that. They're in the high 200s uh, when it comes to free throw rate. But like they're kind of like a jump shooting team that doesn't get a lot of those little plays, yeah. right? Like they don't get right. to the free throw line with regularity. It's severely dropped off when they've gotten into SEC play, and that was the difference when these two teams played. And I don't want to present a case like I'm against ten or against Kentucky here because I think generally the matchup works out very well for them. A team that you know crashes the offensive glass and get to the free throw line of forced turnovers that really bothered Tennessee the last time around. But for me, that's what I don't like about Tennessee when I watch them. Their finesse is probably not the right term, but when you're shooting a bunch of jump shots, Will, you're not getting easy baskets at the line. And Barnes teams always struggle to shoot. I'm yep. just I'm just not a Barnes fan. I mean, this is a guy that had Kevin Durant and I think two other NBA players that couldn't even make the Sweet 16. So uh, not that I hold that against him 20 years later, but maybe I do. Where are you at as a handicapper with revenge spots as well? Because I also think that the market tends to overvalue some of these. And for our weekend audience, maybe who didn't catch a lot of the stuff that we talked about earlier in the week, you know, I was talking about this with Matt yesterday as well, Matt Humans, where I, I feel like the market tends to really overvalue these situations. It's almost like what you were talking about with the bubble teams, right? Like, oh, they're on the bubble. They got to win. Of course we're going to bet them in this game. And, oh, they lost last time around. Of course they're going to come out hyper-focused. Like, I think generally, one, that might be baked into the market, and two, it might be really overvalued. I think it's overvalued. All things being equal, you know, if a team's playing another team and, and lost the previous matchup, I'm going to go with the team that lost because I think the team that lost tends to make adjustments mm-hmm. while the team that won is just going to do more of the same. So I think that's 
in favor of the team that lost. But hey, if if, if you and I played one on one and you beat me, uh, do you really want to bet me the second game? Maybe you're just better at one on one than me. So you know you got to worry if you're playing into a bad matchup. You know when, when one team beats another as well, it's something to factor. So how busy are you on these Saturdays? How much do you have in action usually? I'm busy. I'm busy. It's uh, it's a lot. It's live betting. You know, it's uh, breaking down the card, waiting for these games to start. It's uh, it's a long day, but it's fun. Yeah, there's uh, quite a bit to get to too. A little bit later in the program, uh, I want to hit on one more thing before we get out of here because I want to get your general thoughts on this team before we get to the matchup itself. Um, as somebody who you know watches college hoops, enjoys them, but hasn't been able to watch at the level I usually do because you know I got to watch NBA games. Um, your thoughts on Oklahoma generally as a team? Because I get the sense that they are rated as a respectable team, but the results have not come because they're in a conference that is absolutely brutal. Yeah, you nailed it. They got a good player in Sherfield, but they don't have a lot offensively behind him. Uh, Moser's a really good coach. Remember him from mm-hmm. uh, you know from from his run a, a few years ago. He's an outstanding coach. Generally takes away the team's best player, so that's something to look at. Uh, with Carr, with Texas, Carr was held a 4-12 or 12 in their first meeting. I think they played on New Year's Eve, and Texas only beat them by a point. So, to me, uh, Oklahoma's a play here. That's too many points. I make this line closer to 8, 8.5. That's a lot of points here for a, a well-coached team. And, um, you know, I, I hate taking these road teams, but if you're going to give me 10.5, I can I can stomach it a little bit more. Grant Sherfield, transfer from Nevada. Got to watch him up close quite a yeah. bit uh, last player. year. Yeah, really good player. It's it Man, the talent is so deep in college basketball. Those guys go and they play for teams like, you know, not the Nevada's like this, it's like black hole, but they go for t- play in conferences like the Mountain West and teams like Nevada, and then they go on the big stage and realize that they've been pretty good this whole time. All right, we'll come back, update everything going on over at the Genesis as we have uh, some big news for Tiger fans out there and a little bit more as we're just getting started here on a live bet Saturday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Bet Saturday on vSAN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on the NHL, NBA, or college basketball, vSAN experts got you covered. Become a vSAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the season where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and daily props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99. VSIN.com slash subscribe. We did not have an XFL betting guide, shockingly enough. thought we would get one of those. You know, not like, yet. Like the 100 pages just chock full of information about the... It's extreme football league, right? I'm not. I'm not going to sound like an idiot if that's what it is. The XFL. Okay, that's a good point. As Elliot, you know, I'm told in my ears, Elliot says like it was the extreme football league, but I've also never heard it mentioned as the extreme football league since this rebirth. I've only just heard XFL, so I'll pump the brakes. I won't call it the extreme football. Not league. Not too yet. many words start with X, so I think your options be limited. What else it could, could I mean, stand for? Really? I mean, if we're being if we're being correct, extreme doesn't even start with X, so. Yeah, I was going to say details, schmeetails. All right, uh, with some score updates very quickly. I know we're tracking a couple of things. Will, you are uh, Wisconsin here, correct? Down 15-12 in the uh, early minutes of the first half against Rutgers, Wisconsin playing at home. And uh, Illinois in Indiana, it was 10-10, but a quick 5 nothing spurt here from the Hoosiers has them up 15-10 in the first half before the halfway mark. And uh, last but not least, at least the games that I have in front of me that will keep track of Virginia up 17-13 over Notre Dame with about 11 minutes, 11 and a half minutes left to go. So, a, uh, I don't know, it looks like a, a raucous and high-scoring affair over there between Virginia and Notre Dame. I got to tell you, Will, you know, I keep hearing about it, and I get it, and Notre Dame was pretty down there in terms of uh, the, uh, the ATS numbers, right, and the cover rate. They've been playing since some competitive basketball here in the last few weeks. Haven't been terrible, and they can yeah. knock down some shots. Virginia's not the type of team that's going to pull away. They just That's not their style. They play so slow, and they take care of the ball. It's sort of like a, a, one of these St. Mary's teams or Wisconsin, these ball control offenses where you know, that, I thought that was a big number. If I was going to play anything, I was going to play yeah. Notre Dame. I n- didn't end up taking it, but that's a, that's a lot of points to be laying with Virginia. We'll also keep track of the Genesis as it gets started with the third round here. Uh, Homa and Hodges still the top of the board. Well, should say Hodges tied with uh, two other guys, John Rahm and uh, Mitchell right now. Those three at nine under, but the leader Max Homa at 10 under par. All right, let's get to the bigger games later in the day. We've hit on a couple, and uh, shockingly enough, a lot of them reside in the Big 12, Will, so let's go there. Baylor at Kansas. So I wanted to ask you this question because I think the one thing that sticks out about Baylor when you have tracked them so far this season, obviously an incredible offensive team, right? They still lead the country in offensive rating and offensive rating of 122 for the season. But what really sticks out is that in Big 12 play, their defense has really started to shrink. 
Uh, they are right now 10th in the Big 12 in defensive rating at 108.3, and they've had these blow-ups defensively in some of these games, like some individual game defensive ratings. Uh, Iowa State, 112.9. The TCU lost 119.2. The loss to Kansas State, that was part of that three-game stretch where they lost three consecutive games, 123.5. And even recently, when you look at some of these affairs, you know some might look at the West Virginia game and go, oh, they only gave up 67. They gave up 67 in a game that had 60 possessions. Like, <laughs> this is not really a Baylor defense that we're kind of used to what has happened with Baylor as we've gotten into conference play that has allowed their defense to shrink the way it has. Yeah. Just giving up, uh, giving up really good looks. I mean, and you look at Kansas on the other side, that's not the team you want to see when you're right. struggling on defense because Kansas looks just unstoppable at times on offense. I know we keep talking about, there's all this parody. There's no clear cut favorite Purdue's flawed. This team's flawed. I was against Kansas the other night against Oklahoma state. Uh, Kansas went into Stillwater and, Boy, they, they went past them like they were standing still. They really just took over. They took a lead at the buzzer in the first half, and they just ran away with the game, and that's not an easy place to win. And Kansas just got a lot of firepower on offense. Uh, so I guess, man, are, are we talking ourselves into an overplay here? Because I could see this being a track meet, uh, an 85-78 type of game, I, you know, a game where the winner's probably going to get in the high 70s, low 80s. Yep. Uh, might, might end up with an overplay here by the end of the day. I mean, it seems like it, and the market's kind of moved that direction. I think overnight was 148. We're at 149 across the board. Uh, they're still, at least out here in Vegas, are straggling 148 and a half. Uh, a couple of spots have hit 149 and a half, so the market seems to be moving in that direction. I've just been I've been fascinated to see some of these individual games and the way the Baylor's been playing on that end because uh, they have the ability to score like like you said this does seem like this could be a somewhat higher scoring game and a high possession game which obviously always matters Kansas isn't the uh, or excuse me Baylor's not the fastest team in the world but Kansas is pretty quick they're a top seventy team in terms of tempo and they can get Baylor to start to speed things up here a little bit and uh, Baylor. It's really one of those possession-type games. Baylor wants to make it slow, but when you're inefficient defensively, it doesn't matter how slow you can play. This thing can still play. This still thing. Uh, this thing can still play to an over. So that one right now, five and a half, and the market seems to be moving in the direction of the over at this point right now. Let's stay in the conference then. Iowa State. T.J. Otzelberger, former UNLV head coach. T.J. Otzelberger on the road against Kansas State. I think this matchup's really fascinating as well for a couple of reasons. But one of the things that I really like to see in some of these college basketball games will. Teams that force turnovers at a really high rate, like Iowa State does, facing a team which has a problem in terms of committing turnovers the way that Kansas State does. Kansas State comes into this 279th in the country in turnover rate. They've turned over the ball on 20.4% of their offensive possessions against Big 12 opponents. Uh, I would say that this is a matchup that, when you look at it from Kansas State perspective, might have a little bit of trouble, just like they did the first time around. It was a high-scoring game, 80-76. to but in that matchup themselves, they turned it over 14 times, and that's not going to help them out. This is going to be, I think, the key statistic here. Are you going to be able to hold on to the ball if you're Kansas State? Yeah, it's a good point, and I think we go back to you know home court, and Kansas State's just been a different team at home. Only one loss, and I think it was to Texas last week, and they really they had a, a decent-sized lead in that game, and, and Texas came back and beat them. Uh, so to me, it, you know, can – when you're struggling, can you just go home and have that solve all of your issues? No, but these are both teams that are, are much different at home versus on the road. And Kansas State, that's a tough place to win. I, I would lean towards the the, uh, the Kansas State side here. I believe that's one of my plays in the contest as well. Yeah, K-State, uh, fours across the board, but there's still three and a half if you want to get under that four number. It did open on the overnight three. Total is pretty much deadlocked where it was at the open, 134 and a half. So where are you at? Like, I made this comp, and I want to see if you would agree with it. Like, when I look at the Big 12, especially in a year like this year, right, because the Big 12 has always been a really good basketball conference, and it has, especially in the last few years, really taken on like a powerhouse-type form when it comes to the depth of the conference. 
But I liken this to like a better version of the Big Ten, right? Where almost every year we're like, hey, the Big Ten, that's a really deep conference. Let's go. Like this could be a team that or a conference that makes some noise. And ultimately, by the time we get to the second weekend, we're all cleared out of Big Ten teams. But I feel like this Big 12 conference has a lot of staying power. Like we mentioned Oklahoma when we were going out to break last time around, Will. I brought that up because I feel like I watch Oklahoma and they're a better team than the results have had. But like you look at the schedule they have to face night in and night out in this conference. Like I feel like these teams have so much noise when it comes to their results that I wouldn't be surprised if quite a few make a deep run in the NCAA tournament because I think they're rated all pretty highly. Yeah, I totally agree. It's a it's a legit conference. It's not going to be one of those situations where we're looking around that first Saturday of the conference tournament and you know seven of the ten teams are gone or whatever. I yep. think there's like you said, there's some staying power, uh, and some of these teams, even the team like Texas Tech, who when you look at them and they're they're not very impressive. They can beat a lot of these teams, so there's depth there. Uh, and, and there's probably a psychological aspect too, where you lose a few games in a row, you start to think you're not a very good team, and you know you get you get downtrodden w- with all these losses. But look, you're losing to good teams. So to me, this is far and away the best conference, and I think it's legit. I, look, doesn't mean they're going to produce the champion. Right. Uh, like I think Kansas is a legit title contender. Uh, some of these other teams, they, they've all got flaws, but they're all really good teams. All right, I want to hit one more, and then since we're talking about the Big Ten or Big Twelve, it's a natural jumping off point. Uh, TCU playing host to Oklahoma State. We're looking at a seven right now. Total of, uh, I've got about 143. What am I looking at? I'm blind here. Yeah, total of about 143 uh, for this matchup here. What do we make of TCU and Oklahoma State, if anything at all? Right now, if we're talking about where the market was and where it's been moving, uh, this opened up five. So we've seen quite a push here, not only toward TCU, but to the over as well, because I think we had an opener of like 139.5. Yeah, I'm shocked it's this high. I was looking to play TCU. These teams played, I think it was two weeks ago, and TCU yep. was way be- was down big. They came from behind, actually took the lead with four or five minutes to go. Then Oklahoma State took the lead, sort of pulled away, covered by a, a point or two. Uh, to me, this is, I, boy, I know it's a different team from Oklahoma State, you know, on the road as opposed to at home. TCU's getting their guys back, and those guys make a huge difference. But to me, this line is inflated. You, you got to wonder, is there a little... Uh, period here where they struggled to get integrated with, with Miles uh, returning. It's a really good TCU team. I thought they were a sleeper for a national championship. I still think they are. Uh, but to me, this is a lot of points. You know, Oklahoma State's really good defensively in the half court. So if TCU is going to get their points, they're going to have to get them in transition. I, this is too many. I'd probably play Oklahoma State plus a seven here. Yeah, I agree. And you, I always kind of find it surprising when, not when the market is off from like, especially some of these more popular projections like Ken Palm. But like when they're like four or five points off from some of these, it does right. get pretty surprising, and that's what you have in this instance, right? Because the KP projection is a three-point win for uh, TCU, and we're up to seven right now in multiple spots, and for a TCU team that has lost four straight and five out of six. It's it's really interesting. Like you said, uh, maybe health a, a, a issue for TCU during this slump that they're in, but the, this is pretty off-market from what I expected at least to see. It's going to be pretty fascinating if the market's getting this right, driving this all the way up to where it's at, which is seven across the board. Uh, all right. Score updates before we take our break. 23-2-22. Indiana up on top of Illinois. Matt Mayer uh, right now 11 points, 3 of 4. He was one of the guys, by the way, that I mentioned that first matchup, Will. Apparently he had come down with the flu really bad going into that game. Was only playing in really small stretches. Just hit back-to-back buckets, and Illinois is up 25-23 with about 9.06 left to go in the first. And a 17-16 lead for Wisconsin. 8.35 left to go in the first against Rutgers. We'll have more updates on those scores. And take a look at the All-Star break when we come back over in the NBA. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. 
Hey, if you need another way to become smarter, better, just check out our betting splits data up at vcin.com. It's updated every 10 minutes with odds and numbers from DraftKings, so you can see how the action is moving around for every single game. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets where the money doesn't match said public opinion. You can, of course, check out not just today's games, but future games as well. Check it all out and more up on vcin.com. Um, really quickly, to bring a conversation we're having off the air, on the air, did you just tell me that the Seattle Sea Dragons have both Martavis Bryant and Josh Gordon on the same team? Oh, okay, okay, all right. I was going to say, that's got to be the, okay, that's got to be like the best wide receiving core in the XFL, which we also found out uh, we have a habit, Will, on the show. We like to go down some wormholes. Uh, our famous one was going down the wormhole of the St. Joe's Hawk and how he doesn't stop flapping his wings, which ultimately led us uh, to match fixing, which was a pretty good wormhole to get down over the course of a show. Uh, but we have opened up the door. We found out what the X in XFL stands for. It does not stand for extreme. It actually stands for nothing because Extreme Football League, uh, the name was already taken when the league was founded in 1999. So interesting. It's just not, XFL. Nothing doesn't even start with an X, though. That doesn't make sense. Xylophone Football League. I mean, I guess... Oh, oh, I should know that. I should know that. The, the Vegas Vipers. My Vegas Vipers. Martavis Bryant is on them. Yeah, we got four games. How long has it been since Bryant was in the league? Because he was a good receiver. Was it a suspension with him? I'm trying to think of what made him disappear. Uh, it started with, I believe, some you know, popping hot for weed and whatnot, and then you know okay. going after that uh, just kind of fell off. Uh, but he was like he was a relatively solid uh, receiver in yeah. his time. Started with Pittsburgh. Uh, his breakout year was his second year in the league. Had 765 yards on 50 receptions, six touchdowns. Uh, and also, should know, it had 14 touchdowns his first two seasons and then got suspended for a year. And then after that, just kind of fell off and had a year with Oakland. And that was about it. So what, what years were this? 2018 be, was his last year yeah, in the league. I was going to say it's been a while. And he was what? He was Clemson, I think, right? Uh, I believe that was the case. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Yep. Clemson. There you go. Ooh, a fourth round pick, as is noted in my ear. Just knew it. I, I'm going to go with 118th overall, I think. That's uh, <sighs> sound about right. I don't have the page in front of me at all. No, no way. I just knew that right off the top of the dome. Um, all right. We'll get to the XFL a little bit later, though, in the show, because we will talk to uh, Matty Fresh, um, XFL betting analyst and host of the Spring Ball Boulevard podcast. We'll talk a little bit more about what we'd expect. I will say this, Will. Looking a cursory glance at the league, the rules, and now what we have up on the board, totals seem low to me. I'm not going to go like start hammering overs in the XFL, but I will say totals of 35.5 and, and 36.5 and do seem relatively low. I get that the play is not going to be great, but given the way the rules are set up, I am surprised that the totals are as low as they are. So we'll see if that's the case. But any any early thoughts since we're here on what the XFL is going to be? No, my early thoughts are always with these leagues to bet the unders. And when yeah. I logged into the accounts to see it, I said, oh, boy, they, they, they're on to us. So I'm not going to – I don't want to sit there and go under 36 and a half. And, and I'll give you my logic for the unders. It's obvious. I mean, maybe it's obvious, maybe it's not. But quarterbacks not being in sync with the wide receivers, offensive lines not having to gel – when you're just throwing the league together, look, the defense, all they have to do is run around and hit people. There's not as much. You don't you don't really need the chemistry. You don't need the timing. Uh, you're just you're just creating chaos on defense. Offense, you need to be in sync with the offensive line, quarterbacks and receivers being on the same page. So I would look for some choppy football, especially early. But looks like they probably you know priced it into the numbers. Doesn't mean I want to play over. I'd still probably play under, if anything. Uh, for the lack of continuity on the offensive side of the ball, but it seems like they're probably on to us. All right, let's go to the NBA because we are at the All-Star break. It is All-Star weekend. Uh, we get the – what we get today? Is the skills competition still on? I haven't looked because I know Giannis is injured, um, and whether or not he's going to participate in All-Star weekend is a question. Uh, but regardless, we all know 
that the All-Star Weekend is going to be great. We'll get to some of the competitions. We've got some bets that are going to happen in the three-point contest coming up later today. But big picture All-Star break. You know, I'm curious, Will, for somebody like you, like I'm, you know, watch the league every day. I have to follow it every single day because uh, of what my job entails here at VEASAN. What for you, what have you taken away, if anything, from the NBA? What's your intake of the NBA up to this point of a season? Playoffs are going to be awesome. Uh, you know, you just sort of do the math of how many teams can advance in each round. It sounds simple. Maybe it's, you know, maybe it's really simple. Maybe it's interesting. I don't know. It, it, maybe it's both. I don't know. But, you know, you look at the Western Conference, and you just start going through the teams like, oh, Denver's really good. Suns are going to have KD. Uh, the Clippers, you know, the Grizzlies. Only, there's going to be some of these teams left out of the second round. I mean, the Warriors, the just naming those five teams, one of those teams isn't going to be in the second round. It's really, I think it's, you know, Dallas. It's going to make for some awesome matchups. I We don't have that dominant team. Boston's really good. Milwaukee's really good. I think the Suns, when they get Durant back, I think obviously the depth is going to be an issue, but I think that's going to work. Anytime you have Paul, Booker, and Durant, mm-hmm. as long as they can stay healthy, which is obviously a fair question, they're going to be really good. But, you know, usually with the NBA, these 1-8 matchups are a waste of time. The 2-7 matchups are a waste of time. They're sweeps or gentlemen sweeps. I think we're looking at a hell of a playoffs where it's more NCAA tournament than a typical NBA playoffs where you're going to have some deep series. You might see some upsets and you're going to see some teams that may be going home in the first round where they had title aspirations, but they're sitting there in a game seven in round one or maybe going home, you know, after a round. Hey, to your point about the West, we have the standings up right now. Like congratulations, Denver Nuggets on getting the one seed in the Western Conference. You get the Golden State Warriors who are now finally healthy yes. and just got out of the play in. Right. Like, like right. That's, that's the kind of thing that you're looking for. And you see, too the gap between six and seven is not massive because there's only a half game there. So again, to like that point too, congratulations to like the Memphis Grizzlies, because then you are going to get Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic coming to town that you have to face them right. in a two, seven or excuse me, yeah, in a two, seven matchup or whatever it's going to be like the, these postseason, the postseason is going to be pretty fascinating given everything we see and how good these teams are going to be. And that's just the, from the Western conference because the West is a little wacky, right? You have a few teams in here that have been, as I keep phrasing it, will, you have teams who are failing to perform because lack of availability as opposed to poor play, right? That's the phrase I keep coming back to. I mean, you even look, a team like the Pelicans, who are the seventh seed, they're just waiting and waiting for Zion Williamson to come back because some of the returns when he's been on the floor with Brandon Ingram, they have a net rating that's on par with the starting five of the Golden State Warriors when they're fully healthy, the New Orleans Pelicans. Like, these are all some teams where you can really look around and make the case for, I would say, three teams that are in that range of the play-in to like legitimately invest in them at this point to win a Western conference. Wasn't that long ago. The Pelicans were like the one seed for a very Correct. long time in the series. And it just, it's disappointing with the Pelicans because they're fun. They're deep. It's just always something with them. If it's not Ingram, if it's Zion, if it's not Zion, it's Ingram. They just can't seem to get their guys on the court. And yeah, to your point, look, the Clippers are the four seed. They have 28 losses. Oklahoma sitting there at the 10 seed. They have 29 losses. There's just a cluster here of like, eight or nine teams all within a loss of each other. A team like the Thunder, you know, everyone just keeps assuming they're going to shut it down. I don't, I don't know that they're going to shut it down. I don't know that they're ready to win anything meaningful. But if you're looking for like, you know, I, I wish these books would offer futures, like who's going to win the title two, three years from now. Right. Oklahoma City's a sleeping giant with all their young players, with all their picks. They're getting Holmgren back. That's a team uh, that is really on the rise. And they're sort of, Orlando in the East is sort of like that. There's, I think there's some parallels there where they, they have all this young talent, but uh, to me, yeah, it's, it's fascinating. I don't buy the Lakers hype. I know they're improved after the deadline offloading Russ. I don't buy the fact that, look, I mean, they're still in the 13 seed. So to make up ground, get in the plane, I, I know it's not that far off and it's a doable schedule. I don't buy this idea that there's some threat in the first round. I know it's the cliche. Nobody wants to play them. 
And I guess if you have Davis from the first half of the season where he was just killing people and you have healthy LeBron and you have some of these other pieces, I, I get that. But I just I, I, my trust level with the Lakers isn't very high. I'm curious what you think about that. No, I would agree. I think I think what you're investing in in the Lakers, if you're investing in anything, is to make the playoffs. Right. You're talking about plus yeah. 190 in that range to do so. Um, but again, like here, like the thing is, so I thought after the trade deadline, the price was exactly like plus 195 for them to make it. It's down to like 185 now. Um but think about it, like from the perspective that we're we're presenting this from a play-in tournament. Again, we're focusing on like the Western Conference. We can hit on the Eastern Conference a little bit later. There's a little less drama there. But will you could have a play-in? Let's say the Lakers make the play-in. You could have a play-in in the West that is a full-strength New Orleans Pelicans, a full-strength Golden State Warriors, the Los Angeles Lakers, and even the Dallas Mavericks. Right? Like that's that's a gauntlet. Only two. To your point about like some of these teams only making it to the second round of those four teams. The only two of those, if that's the way it happens, are making it to the playoffs. So if you're the Lakers and those are the teams that are in your way, then you're probably more than likely going to have to win two games, right? Because you're going to finish, uh, in all honesty, more than likely. The 9-10 spot, you're going to have to win the first one. Then you're going to have to go on the road to win the second one. Like That is a situation in which, even if they make it to the play-in, they're probably going to be the least likely team to get out of there right in terms of probability. Yeah, and, and Adam Silver is probably smiling if he's listening right now. I don't know if he's a fan of the show, but that would be oh, good for ratings. He, to have to, he does. To have Kyrie and LeBron and all these guys, Curry in the play-in before the playoffs even get started, a little appetizer would be great, I'm sure, for ratings. And yeah, I think you bring up a really strong point. The play-in kind of gets lumped together. I probably do it too. There's a big difference between 7 and 8, 9, 10. If you're oh, the 17, you get two home games and you only need to win one of them. You're probably going to get in. If you're the 10, you got to win a road game and then another road game. And you got to basically win two game sevens on the road just to get in. So I think, you know, people lump the plane together like it's all one big thing. There's a huge difference between the seeds. Oh, it's it's massive. And like you said, it, it's one off. You have to win one and done games in one of the more, you know, ridiculous sports on a game to game basis right. uh, in the NBA. So uh, it's going to be wild. I, like I said, I think at the end of the day, the Warriors are in the range of like nine to one to win the Western Conference. I would not sleep on Golden State because they have not had Curry for long stretches. Same with Wiggins. When they're fully healthy, they still put forward some really, really good uh, numbers when it comes to their starting lineups. All right, looking around really quickly. Let's get some uh, updates. First off, seven nothing run for Indiana. Uh, they yes. are now trailing. Let's make that a seven to two run. The uh, O has been eliminated. It is now thirty six thirty three. Illinois still leads on the road against the Hoosiers. Twenty seven twenty three. Virginia up on top of Notre Dame. And I'll give you updates as well on these other contests that we're keeping track of throughout Live Bet Saturday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the sports betting network. Even a wager that misses can still be a slam dunk with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Place an NBA one-game parlay wager of four legs or more, and if you miss one leg, you receive up to $25 back in bonus bets. Just opt into this promotion on BetMGM's app or website. With one-game parlay, you can make selections within a single NBA game, including team and player props. So go ahead and take your favorite NBA star to score big, the home team to cover, the over and points, opt into the promotion, then place an NBA one-game parlay wager, four legs or more, and you'll get up to 25 bucks back in bonus bets if you miss one leg. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 years of age or older to wager all promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Boards are issued as now withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Jonathan Von Tobel and Will Hill are here with you today. Let's welcome in Eric Haslam, college basketball data analyst at Haslam Extra as well. We can get into a lot here. Eric, we appreciate some time today. Uh, so... Let's start with the big game on the board a little bit later in the Big 12, Kansas and Baylor. I would love your thoughts on what you're going to see here later today because one of the things that I had noted when we were talking about this game earlier is Baylor's defense in conference play seems to have really regressed a bit. Uh, What do you make of what we've seen from Baylor on that end of the floor and what we're going to see between these two later today? Well, you know, I think on this one, I think Vegas has this one by uh, Kansas by about five and a half. I have it closer to three and a half with the raw numbers. Uh, Baylor won the first matchup in Waco back on January 23rd. They won that game by six. Um, you never know in this situation, you're talking about a potential one seed in the NCAA tournament. I, I see it during the bracket reveal that Kansas just got the four um, overall seed, the, 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 the last number one seed. And I think Baylor got the, the seven overall seed. So they're going to be a two seed right now. Um, you know, it's it, both of these times teams, in my opinion, are bringing in some pretty solid basketball. Uh, Kansas is uh, positive efficiency ratings in five of their last six games. Baylor, uh, same in, in their last four games, positive ratings. I'd be inclined to lead Baylor in this game, but I'm not sure if I'm going to pull the trigger on it. You know, getting five and a half points 
under any circumstance with this Baylor team is really tantalizing. They got the best backcourt in the country, arguably with Adam Flagler, LJ Cryer, Keontae George, averaging a combined 47 points per game. They get a healthy Jonathan Chama Chachwa backside alongside Lothamba. Um, they're going to prevent chances at the rim, make Kansas very one dimensional. I'd be inclined to lean Baylor in this. Like I said, getting five and a half, um, with in, in any circumstance for Baylor is good, but I will probably lay off just because it's, it's Kansas. It's a big game in front of that crowd. You know, weird things tend, tend to happen in that situation. Uh, but still very competitive matchup. Um, I think you get the payback from uh, Kansas looking for payback from that win back in Waco back in January. Eric, when you look at all, uh, Alabama here laying a big number, it's weird to see a, a number you know creep up to 19-20 in conference play, but it's a bounce-back spot. Is this a number you feel comfortable laying here uh, against Georgia? Yes, Alabama minus 19. I'm taking it, and for one reason, Alabama could be otherworldly at home on offense. Um, you've seen that the ratings bear that out. If you look at my site and you sort by offensive efficiency, you're going to see a lot of games at the very top where they're playing in Tuscaloosa where they just blow the expectation out of the water. On the flip side, you're looking at a Georgia team that is not particularly great, 127th at my site. They're currently rated 329th in the country in momentum. They're just 161st in offensive efficiency. They've had negative game efficiency ratings in six of their last seven games, the one exception being the UK, the Kentucky win at home. Um, but other than that, you know, I look at Alabama, and I've just come to expect them to blow up lesser opposition every time they play in Tuscaloosa, so I'm taking them to cover it. All right, let's go to the West Coast Conference then. St. Mary's, uh, an interesting spot back at home. They're laying 10 with a total of 128 against BYU. What do your projections say here? Well, on that one, I've got um, St. Mary's is currently, for me, I have that favored by about 12. I, you know, I'm not a big fan of, I think St. Mary's is starting to take a step back. So I can understand why that spread is a couple points off. The reason I say that is I think St. Mary's really played to the peak of their potential, um, especially in early January, middle of January. I think they had something like five straight games where, uh, where they had exceeded the analytical expectation. But if you look at my numbers now over their last six games, they may be five and one in those last six games, but they've failed to meet the expectation in five of those six games, which means that they were playing better earlier. They have now backed off a little bit. I've always got a little bit of a problem with St. Mary's. I like St. Mary's. Don't get me wrong. I think Randy Bennett gets the most out of his players, but going forward in the long term, I'm not a big believer in St. Mary's because I think they are just playing to the maximum of their potential right now, where you have other teams out there like a North Carolina or a Kentucky or uh, um, an Arkansas who may not be bringing things together right now, but their ceiling is so much higher than what St. Mary's has to offer. Eric, it's become a rite of spring, a, an annual tradition. Jim Beheim politicking to get in the tournament. Syracuse on the bubble. Uh, Syracuse plays Duke today around a pick em. What are you looking for here, Syracuse and Duke? I'm going. Or, I'm going with the orange on the money line, and I'm gonna. That's oh boy. I'm, you know, of all the picks I'm going to make today, that's probably going to be one where I'm going to be taking a little <laughs> bit of a leap of faith. Um, our raw numbers actually have Duke by about one and a half, where the, the last spread I saw for Duke was one. Um, there's just such a big disparity in the away from home metrics. If you look at Duke, they're 350th in the country um, away from home, which means they have such that big home court advantage, and they just do not play up to par when they're away from um, away from the home court, whereas Syracuse is 68th in the country um, on their home court. So that's a big advantage there. On top of that, the momentum metrics also give Syracuse a little bit of an advantage. Duke right now with some negative momentum, 
They're 289th in my momentum metric. Syracuse more middle of the road in Division One. Um, I think Syracuse is starting to show signs of life. They've got three straight wins, most recently the victory over NC State. They've got three straight performances with positive game efficiency ratings. I think they're a consistent team. At least the analytics bear that out. I'm, you know, on on paper. I'm not terribly confident about this, but I'm going to pull the trigger anyways. I'm going to say Syracuse takes that game on the money line. All right, speaking of signs of life then, Villanova's won three straight. Uh, before that, they lost quite a few in a row, but they had a competitive game uh, prior to their three-game winning streak that we saw them play. I think it was at Creighton or uh, somewhere in that range for Villanova. Now they come into this matchup against Providence. This number's come in the favor of Villanova. It opened five, now down to three and a half with a total of 137 and a half, Eric. Yeah, that's about right where I'm looking at as well. I I, I have uh, Providence by about four and a half. The total for me is about one one thirty six or so. That seems about right for me. Um, you know, Villanova is you know can be. I I mentioned this earlier on a different show that Villanova can be dangerous now. You've now uh, brought Justin Moore back, and all of a sudden you've seen five straight games with positive game efficiency ratings. Um, this just looks like a a, a far improved Villanova team. So you kind of have to bake that in with the the analytics the analytics are considering Villanova as a as a whole throughout the season. So right now, even though the analytics say four and a half, I could say I could definitely see why you'd want to cut that down because they are definitely a better team now than they were earlier this season. This time last year, UNC probably in the hundred to one range, I think they were entered in the tournament. And not only did they get to the championship game, they got like a 15 point lead at the half. Is there any team right now that you think is a good buy low opportunity in terms of a future, in terms of winning the whole thing? Well, I think I've mentioned a few of them earlier, North Carolina being one of them, if they can repeat the feat. I mean, it, it's, it's like deja vu with North Carolina. Remember we were talking at this point last year, people making the argument that North Carolina did not deserve to be in the field because they had not acquired a quad, a quad one win. And here we are today. We're talking the exact same thing. Last I checked, they were zero and eight or zero and nine versus quad one same situation and all of a sudden they acquired a, a few nice wins late in the season and they made a unexpected run which i never saw coming um they were so inconsistent throughout the year our consistency rating i remember two teams jumped out going into the tournament as being so inconsistent one was north carolina one was iowa iowa did what you expected they lost right away to richmond out of the blue i thought the same thing would happen to north carolina they went on a run um so anything could happen like that i'm gonna if you're talking about teams like that i still think kentucky has a high ceiling. If they can get healthy, they need to get Wheeler back. They need to get Frederick back. Um, that'll be a big boost for them. The other part of it is Arkansas. I still cannot believe at this point in the season that Arkansas has performed at a level where they're kind of down by that 10 or 11 seed for the NCAA tournament. That's, that's a team we should be talking as a three or a four if they could just play to their potential. They obviously have not. They've lost Trevin Brazil. They lost Nick Smith for a good portion of the season. Now they get Smith back. I look for them to be a great buy, law, buy opportunity of buying something low because I think that's a team that could potentially do some damage in March. Eric, we got our last 60 here. You mentioned Kentucky, natural jumping off point. Tennessee, Kentucky about to tip off in about 10 minutes. What do you got here? Well, that one, I'm going to go against the analytics in here. And I'm, I, well, this, I'll, I'll go spread real quick first. Uh, Tennessee, I have this one by about five. Um, I'm actually going to go against the analytics and take the over in this game. I think I have a 133 and a half. Vegas says at 134 and a half. I'm thinking about that game last year in Rupp, where uh, where Kentucky won that game, 107-79. Yes, both teams played a slower tempo this year. Yes, there's lots of turnover on UK's roster compared to last year, but that Tennessee team is largely the same in a lot of ways, and it feels like those marquee games that you see in November and December, typically non-conference games 
But you see a lot of those games, those totals get overinflated. I am going to choose to go with the over here in this matchup. Eric Haslam. Eric, we appreciate the time. Thank you very much, sir. Thanks, Eric. Right, guys, have a good one. Yep, you got it. Haslam Metrics up on Twitter, College Basketball Data Analyst. Check out the site, Haslam Metrics, as well. All right, we'll come back. We have plenty left to get to. Second hour of Live Bet Saturday here on DSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.